Yo, what is up, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. I am your host, Chris Malpe, and today I am joined with my co-hosts, Parsh Shaw and Jalen McClinton. How's it going, guys? It's pretty good, pretty good. And we are joined with an incredibly special guest, one of many guests to come soon in the future, from NFL Network. Welcome to the show, Adam Rank. Adam, how are you doing? What's going on, guys? Thank you very much for coming on the show today. A one-person applause break. I thought that was pretty special. I appreciate that. But, uh... No, no, no. It's too late now. It's too late now. So, uh, today with Adam, we're going to be talking some Bears. He is the fantasy football analyst for NFL Network, so we're going to be talking some fantasy as well. But I think there's no better spot to start off than this right here. Adam, uh, we've each got some questions for you, but be honest with me. Have you ever gotten more hate for anything than predicting the 49ers to be 3 and 13 in 2019? No, that was it. That's the apex. That is the one that <laughs> lived in infamy cuz if they would have finished 9 and 7 and not been dominant, like people have been like, "Yeah, whatever," but they were so good that it came off uh really bad. And so, thankfully, I got out in front of that early and I recognized the mistake. Sometimes the thing is and a lot of people go out there and you're asked to make predictions and it was June and you're looking at it and you're like, I don't know, man, like their quarterback was coming off a torn ACL. I know that Bosa's brother was really good for the chargers, but you're like, we don't know. They had no interceptions at the cornerback position. Richard Sherman, like he did not look good. Like there were a lot of questions and you were in a division where Seattle's excellent. The Rams were coming off a Super Bowl appearance. I thought that once they got on the road of losing, that things would spiral out of control. Obviously, that was wrong. I owned it. And then, uh, you know, but I went on the the 49ers flagship station every week. I did every podcast <laughs> and YouTube channel that you could do. And uh, well, I think we're all friends now. I think I'm friends with the 49er fans. Titan fans, we might still have a little bit of a disagreement, but 49er fans, we're good. Awesome. All right, Parth, do you want to ask your first question? Um, for sure. Uh, so, did you also predict the Titans to go three and thirteen? Was that? Listen, they finished nine and seven. They were not. That I know. Good. That was yeah, the thing, yeah. and, and and this is this is what's amazing about fans and everything like that. And listen, I would be upset when people pick against my team because two years ago, I said the Bears were going to make the playoffs, and everybody thought I was a fool. And then I did victory laps forever all around those. Oh. Am I cutting out? Oh, no, you're good now. Perfect now. Okay, sorry about that. I know I'm just working on getting my new mic set up too, so hopefully no worries. at some point. But with the Titans, and I don't know if you'll edit this out or whatever you'll do, but the funny thing with them is that I said that Marcus Mariota was not going to be a good quarterback, and he wasn't. Nailed that and one. And they yeah. were going to struggle. What's up? I said you nailed that one for sure. Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. so like Mariota, you know, they were going to struggle. And then they started – so when I made that prediction, all the Titan fans came out like, you're a joke. Like, what are you doing? You have no idea what's going on. And then they were 2-4, and four, and they're all like, okay, yeah, you were probably right. We'll probably win more than three games, but we get it now. And then when they went on their winning streak, they turned back into being jerks. And they're like, oh, you're a fool. And then, of course, they make the run to the AFC Championship game because they were fortunate to catch the Patriots when they did. They caught the Ravens, but then they were shown 
by the Chiefs that they were not that good of a team. And so, yes, they're they're the ones where I'm like, look, I was my my guesstimation was kind of spot on. Yeah. If I would have, I mean, if I would have came out and said like, hey, Ryan Tannehill is going to be the second coming of Joe Montana. Okay, you guys have no idea who Joe Montana is. He's going to come out <laughs> second coming. Of Peyton Manning, you guys would have been like, oh, you're an idiot. That doesn't make any sense. So we'll see what happens this year. We'll see if there's any regression with Tannehill if he comes back to being the guy that we all we all know and love or if this really was something special. Absolutely. Parth, you got one? Yeah. Uh, how big is the Robert Quinn acquisition to you? I really like that deal. I, You know what? I like Leonard Floyd. I feel like he's a good football player. I think that he should have a spot. On a roster, the unfortunate part of it is that he's a what eighth, ninth overall selection in a draft. Doesn't get to the quarterback enough, and for the amount of money that they're going to pay him, you need somebody who can put some pressure on the quarterback, and that's exactly what Bobby Quinn is going to do. And he was in a contract year for the Cowboys, so there is something about that. But at the same time, when you're on a team that has Akeem Hicks coming back healthy, Khalil Mack. I think that Robbie Quinn could actually end up having one of his best seasons. As long as, you know, if he's motivated, ready to go, I think that he's going to be really good. And I, I hate to disagree with Brian Erlacher, who did not like the deal, but I think this is going to end up being pretty good for us. Absolutely. And, and you I can't triple that, yeah. team both of them. <laughs> yeah. Back on the other exactly. side. So, <laughs> Jalen, what do you got? Uh, so since you're, uh, you know, a fantasy football expert and you're also a Bears fan, who do you think or who do you expect, uh, you know, which Bears play do you expect to break out in fantasy for 2020? Well, Allen Robinson is obviously one of the best players in fantasy right now. I still believe in David Montgomery. I'm curious to see if they're going to bring in what they're going to do in the draft, if they're going to draft another running back, if they're going to find somebody on the secondary market, because I think of somebody like Royce Freeman could end up getting released because the Broncos put all that equity into Melvin Gordon and they have Philip Lindsay who they need to extend. So there could be some other guys here in the secondary market that they pick up. I still though believe that if this offensive line gets settled, the new coaching yeah. staff can get that squared away. The David Montgomery could actually make a leap. Like if you go back and I'm sure we've all watched the film, like he's a good player. Like he's, oh, yeah. he does things that's not, that are great. And you're like, you know what? But the block was missed here. This was not correct here. So a lot of that stuff could get could get fixed. So I like him a lot, and I also like Anthony Miller. I thought last year he so, showed some flashes, and this is really the time for him to step up. This is really the point of his career where he makes to take this, where he needs to take that step forward. And we've seen other players not in a similar situation. I don't want to put him onto a same level of like Chris Godwin or somebody like that. But this is the time. This is usually when receivers make their big move. So I'm anticipating a big season out of Anthony Miller too. Absolutely. So heading into the next one, we talked about this a bit before we hopped on air here. Uh, obviously going into free agency, it, it kind of became apparent that the Bears were going to look to bring in a quarterback to who knows what's going to happen with Mitch. I don't even want to talk about it at this point. But <laughs> but we're going to bring in bring in a quarterback uh, through free agency or through trade. You know, Teddy Bridgewater was there with contract negotiations for a while. Andy Dalton was a name that kept popping up. Derek Carr was another possibility. Uh, Cam Newton, a lot of people wanted in Chicago, I know. But it ended up being Nick Foles for a fourth-round compensatory pick. What was your reaction to that trade, and who do you think gets the start week one? I kind of like it. I, I think it is one of the best situations. I thought, 
And I know that Trubisky Nation is on here with us, so I apologize. <laughs> I'm not dogging Mitch by any stretch of the imagination, but the one thing that I really, really thought, looking at the quarterbacks who are going to be available, I think Andy Dalton would have brought in some risk and a high contract. I feel that Derek Carr was never going to happen because the Raiders were going to stick with him. Like, I know that it, it was fun to pretend, and I know his brother, David, a little bit. So, or yeah. actually, I'm, good, I'm friends with him, obviously. Yeah. I knew he was never going to move on, and so I always just kind of played into it because I knew Derek was always joking around with it. So I'm like, well, if he's having fun with it, I'm going to have fun with it too. The one quarterback that always stood out to me is somebody that could be the backup to Mitch or brought in into a position to eventually win the starting job would be Nick Foles because what we ultimately want is for the Bears to win games. Mm -hmm. And there are two great possible outcomes that could happen here with this acquisition. Number one, Iron sharpens iron, as Kyle Long has said. And Mitch steps up to the plate. Mitch really improves his game. Mitch goes out there and keeps Nick Foles on the bench by playing so well. The Bears win a bunch of games. We all go home happy. Secondly, Mitch doesn't make that, that next step. He doesn't play well. Has to be replaced by Nick Foles. Nick Foles does what he does, makes teams better, goes out there, leads the Bears to a bunch of wins. We all go home happy again. So I think that given this circumstance, I, I think this is the perfect guy to bring in. And, and make no mistake, like Nick Foles is not coming in being like, hey, man, I'm totally cool being the backup. Like he's a super nice guy. You listen to his press conferences. You spend any time with him. He's a delightful human being, but he's also a competitor. Yeah. He's going to try yeah. his hardest to be the starting quarterback for the Bears, and that only will make everybody better. So I think that as long as they make a definitive choice, we know exactly who's going to be the quarterback starting week one. Whoever it is, whoever ends up winning that job, give him the opportunity to go out and prove himself, and let's go out and see what happens. Who do you think will get that job? <laughs> I got to believe, I got to believe, given the way that our society is working right now, but it might be a great opportunity for Nick Foles, who has familiarity with this coaching staff. They go listen. They have a history with him at in Philadelphia, in Kansas City. He can come in and run this offense immediately. Mitch needed another full off season, which is the unfortunate part. Yeah. I mean, even I know this would never happen because he's a first round quarterback. But like he, I would love to see the day where you have a quarterback like Mitch, and you're like, "Hey, bro, you got to go play in the XFL," and not like <laughs> as a, in a bad, in a bad way, but like you need to play more football, and that's what Mitch needs, and he needs a full off season workout. He was a starter at North Carolina for just one season, like that. There just wasn't a lot of football there, which was always one of the things that I thought going into that draft. Why, if they were going to pick a quarterback, I wish they would have picked in Deshaun Watson because he was a starter forever. And, and Mitch was always going to be some sort of a project. And Mitch still is. And I'm not saying that Mitch is not going to be a good NFL quarterback. I, it, To me, Mitch is going to have a career for at least 15 years because worst case scenario for him is that he becomes a backup somewhere. And if he was, and, this, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but if he wants to be a backup, he can hang around forever. Like, look at Matt Moore. Like, Matt Moore yeah. has been around forever. Like, look you at can, Chase. You can have a pretty nice career. Case Keenum. Like, you can have a pretty nice career. And because Mitch is a good guy and he's a good teammate and everybody loves him, he's going to have a job in the NFL. 
Will he have the Bears starting job in week one? I don't think so. I actually do believe it's going to end up being, it's going to be Nick Foles, and I'm cool with that. And no, and I and listen, and you can you can still be a Bears fan, and you can still love Mitch, and still want him to succeed, but realize that there might be somebody who's a little bit better. Trubisky Nation, I just wanted to make sure you heard that. I, I have no problem with that. It's more of Jalen. I think Jalen's more of the Trubisky guy. I, I just want to win games at the end of the day. You know, whatever it takes for the Bears to get back to the Super Bowl, whoever the quarterback is, I do not care. I just want to Absolutely. win. Um, Parth, you got another question? Yeah, I do. Let me pull it up real quick. Um, predictions for the Bears 2020 season, like record-wise? It's a little early, but let's hear it. You want to get me in trouble again? Like doing record predictions? Yeah. I should say I should say three and thirteen so that I could blow oh, up in no. my face. But I know everybody would be mad at me, so I wouldn't want to do that. But I honestly believe when you look at last season, I know it's 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 weird because last season seemed so awful, but they were eight and eight. And they didn't lose. They didn't lose to the Vikings, didn't lose to the Lions, and you hold on to the lead against the Raiders. You get in the proper field goal position for Eddie P against uh, the Chargers. Uh, that's a that's a ten and sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Mistakes were made, and I'm not making. Listen, they weren't a great team, but they were very close to being in the playoffs. And Akeem Hicks was out for a majority of the season. Now you got guys coming back, guys that are going to be a little bit more healthy. You got the offensive line situation. I love Kyle Long. He is a delightful human being. I feel like. After getting to meet him when he was down at NFL Network, he would not he would not hesitate to say that we're friends now. We're not best friends. Well, maybe. <laughs> that's where Tay and I are best friends. No. But I think that he went out there, he tried, and I thought it was admirable that he was out there. You know, he, he showed how much he cared about the Bears by trying to be on the field when it was apparent that his body was starting to break down, and he knows that. And I think that now that we have that situation settled – we know who's going to play where on the offensive line, excluding who gets drafted or anything like that. I think we have a lot of things settled. And yeah. I think that when you look at some of the moves that were made during the offseason, and I know you can look at the Jimmy Graham thing. I didn't necessarily agree with that contract. I thought that was a lot of money to go to him. But at the same time, like Jimmy Graham, like still strangely catches a lot of passes, still strangely catches a lot of touchdowns. And I know the Packer fans were, were making their jokes. It's like, bro, like at some time, at some point, the Packer fans need to realize the whole thing about like, man, we can never find a tight end. Hey, maybe it's the guy who's throwing the ball to the tight end. You haven't had your best tight end during the Aaron Rodgers era was Jermichael Finley. And you brought in a bunch of studs who could never quite pan out. Like Absolutely. maybe – this is weird. Maybe your quarterback just doesn't throw the ball to him enough. That's why it's not working out for you. Okay. Yeah. So I actually, I kind of now, and I, listen, as a fan, I've probably talked myself into this now. Cause it's like, he's on the team now. Like it's inevitable. Yeah. I hope that Jimmy Graham wants to stick it to the Packers yeah. so bad that even if he sucks, if he has six total touchdowns in two games against the Packers, I'm like, that was worth it. Like, that, that's worth any amount of money. <laughs> yeah. I'll pay for it. I'm Because like, honestly, like, yeah. there is something to be said about that. And I'm tired of it being the other way around. Like, it sucks to watch Chris Conti have success oh, God. against the Bucks. Like, we know he sucks, 
But he had his best game against us, and he got to run his mouth. And you're like, this is the absolute worst. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping for with Jimmy Graham. I, I, I remember that game. That game. Wow. Yeah. All right. So you think we win the division then? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was trying to talk my no, way out of doing you got in, You got a bit too into the Packers, but I get it. Double-digit wins okay. for this team. Mm-hmm. The Packers are going to regress. They were not a they were not a thirteen and three team. Like let's, they it's yeah. cute, it's cute yeah. that they thought they were good, and it was. I honestly, when I was watching them in the divisional round against the Seahawks, I'm like, can you guys? You'll probably end up winning this game. Can you just lose? Because you're going to get the S kicked out of you so mightily in San Francisco. I don't even because I. It, like Rogers, number one, doesn't like to go to the Bay Area because his family lives there. But number two, he did not want to see. He did not want to see the San Francisco 49ers. Just let the Seahawks play that game. So I think that they were exposed. They're not a good. That's not a good football team. I don't think that Matt Lafleur has any answers. And to me, it's not going to shock me if they have a season similar to what the Bears went through last year. Finish somewhere around eight and eight. The Vikings are trading away Stephon Diggs, getting rid of some of their other good players, and at the same time, the, Lions the Detroit the Lions. Lions are always going to be the. De- I, I don't know. I got to see some evidence that Matt Patricia knows what he's doing, because <laughs> outside of Bill O'Brien, and even that's shaky, we haven't seen one of these. We haven't seen the Patriots coaching tree bearing a lot of fruit. No. So I yeah. think ten wins is a pretty reasonable expectation. I would even say eleven. But I want to see the way the schedule okay. breaks out. I want to see the way the draft goes and some other things before I put it in concrete. But you can find. Give me down for 11. Clown the internet. I don't care. It's fine. I'm used to it. There it is. 11 and 5 from Adam Rank. All right, Jalen, you got you got one more question? Uh, yeah, so uh, right before we started the podcast, you told us you was born in, you were born in Schaumburg, which is, you know, in, in the uh, Chicago area, but you spent majority of your time in California. So my question is, how did you become a Bears fan? Well, the interesting thing is for a long time, Los Angeles did not have professional football outside of the Avengers, outside of the XFL's extreme. So my whole family is from Chicago, although my two older sisters, because my dad was a Navy guy. They were born in California, but they, he moved around all the spots. I got it. I got I got the tail end when he went when they went back to Chicago. So we were there for about four to five years. And when my my dad got out of the Navy, he's like, we're not. He grew up in Sterling, Illinois, which if anybody knows where that is, it's actually I believe closer to Des Moines than it is to Chicago. Yeah. My mom. My mom is from Oswego. Okay. So we. Oh. So yeah. So we. You know, my my a bunch of my family lives in Sandwich. Cool. And so we're we're still entrenched in the Chicagoland area. But when we moved out here, you know, my dad was a big Bears fan. My mom, big Bears fan. So it's one of those things. It's kind of in your blood. And when the Rams and Raiders left, when the Rams especially left, I'm like, fine, I will follow the Bears <laughs> as the family tradition. And I give it now to my children that even though the Rams are back and there's the Chargers, my wife is actually uh philip river's cousin and i and so there was some there was some (laughs) charges there were some chargers things happening there but now that he's in indianapolis all bets are off the table so i think i've got them solidly as bears fans now awesome following in the tradition of my parents and my grandparents and everything like that we finally got i think we finally got rid of all the white Sox people 
They're still oh, kind man. of running around. There's still some fringes of them somewhere that still love to go to Comiskey. But <laughs> Parth I'm still a White Sox guy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. You know what? I will tell you. This is one because I always had um, I had an uncle who would always swear that the old Comiskey Park, which you obviously have never been to, the old Comiskey Park was actually better than Wrigley as a ballpark. And if they would have oh, if they man. would have gone through the trouble of refurbishing it as they've done to Wrigley, like that would probably be the preeminent. He said it was better yeah. than Fenway. It's like it was better than Wrigley. I mean, he's a White Sox fan, so of course he's going to say this That's stuff. It. <laughs> but he was like, no, it was really cool. He's like, the upper mm. deck was right there. And he's like, the concourses were small, but, you know, it's Chicago. We're friendly people. So it was one of those things. Absolutely. So, sorry. Sorry so, about that. Sorry you never got to experience that. <laughs> so <laughs> so you attended Cal State Fullerton, and I read that for a while when you were in high school, to find out about sports, you used to email a lot of sports columnists. Um, yeah. Obviously, it seems like you you had a dream of getting into uh, sports media at a young age, and I talked to you before we hopped on the show about all of us, everyone, even everyone behind the scenes, everyone that writes on our website, edits, does social media for us. We're all college or younger kids, so I just wanted to ask, what advice do you have for young kids looking to one day work in, in sports media? I think you guys are doing it. This is exactly what I'm proud of you guys for for taking this initiative and doing everything that you can. I was a little bit like I did not quite come up in the YouTube age and all that stuff where it would have been great because in college I would have been doing the same thing. But for me, the the way to the way to interact with people, we didn't have Twitter. So you couldn't like you couldn't, you know, tweet at somebody. You had to email. You had to go to the physical, and they would know exactly who you are, and they could probably look you up and do whatever mm-hmm. if you were too mean. But I was, you know, this is why I never get upset when people come out, come after me for my 49ers prediction or a <laughs> Titans prediction or anything like that. It's like I was doing the same thing. Like I was the guy. Like how do you got it? How did you get a job in sports? Like you know nothing. And now it's coming home to roost. So it's like you know what? It's the circle of life. And I know at some point you guys will be sitting there and people, younger kids will be doing stuff. And hey, how do I get to be where you are? You know. And it's just I think that the number one thing to do is just keep at it. Because everybody would, there's a, anybody who likes sports would love to do it. Like I would Absolutely. love to do it. Like a lot of people love to do podcasts. People would love to be on the radio. They'd love to be on television and all that stuff. But it really comes down to who is willing to put in the work and keep it going. I don't think that I'm more talented than a lot of people. There's guys I went to school with who are better than me. There are guys at other places who are much better than me. But who is going to be the guy who's willing to, work in a, for a minor league baseball team for $9,000 a year, or who's willing to go cover high school water polo for 40 <laughs> bucks and do that stuff. Like it, it's, it's not like you walk, like Matthew Barry did not walk into ESPN and become who he is the most prominent name in fantasy sports. He had to work for that. Like Absolutely. he did a bunch of odd jobs. Look at his story. Look at Brad Evans story and everybody else. So it's just a matter of going out there and continuing to create relationships, networking, being Absolutely. accountable for what you do, like be a good person. Like that's a huge part of it too. Like that's the whole thing. Like I never really get mad at people when they're upset at me and I try not to come off. Like, I mean, sometimes I'm sarcastic. So maybe <laughs> like I, it, it could come off poorly, but I'm literally like, it's, it's, yeah. it's totally cool. I, I, I just feel like if you're accountable 
and you're transparent and all that stuff, then eventually you're going to get to a spot that you want to be in, whether it's working for the NFL Network or ESPN or whatever it is. I was talking to a kid who he's a high school kid out here in Southern California. He was a a high school quarterback for a big program. And I asked him, I said, what is, what is the success for you? Like there's a lot of successful people. Like one of my friends does morning TV in Texas. He worked with Marcus Cook. You might've remembered him for fantasy live one Uh season, but he went out like he's super happy with what he does. Like he gets to do what he loves. There's so many different ways to do this and you could work locally or nationally it doesn't matter it's just as long as you continue to work and continue to grind and do all that stuff then it's going to pay off eventually you just have to have patience be a good person network and all that stuff and that is the biggest advice i can give to people and also just don't go away like don't let it'll happen like it, it'll happen i'm proof of it it's not happening it didn't happen when i was 20 but it eventually happened for me so just keep after it absolutely thank you very much for the compliment we appreciate it uh, part you have anything no, else? No, it's great. Like I love, I know I follow the Trubisky nation on, uh, Instagram and everything. And I love it. I think it's great. And I, there's so many avenues for you guys too. Like I, I get a little jealous. Like I'm like, damn it. Like I wish like part of me, like I'm kind of glad I didn't have Instagram and Twitter when I was in college, but at yeah. the same time, you're like, these are great avenues to get out there and have your voice heard. Absolutely. Do you guys have any, any more questions? Either you guys? Yeah. I was wondering who your favorite player of all time was like bears favorite player it's on my instagram no it is uh walter payton and it's one of those uh-huh. things like i like i remember i i i sort of remember him as a player you know what i'm saying like i just know yeah. because I, my dad my dad was so into him like my dad was a huge walter payton fan and it's one of those things that it just kind of carries over and like i remember like there's photos of me as a little kid wearing payton jerseys so you guys are way more talented than me already like i can't do all this stuff i'm trying to hook up a microphone to yeah. avoid situations like this and uh i'm not doing well yeah fortunately but, fortunately a year I, in media honors program teaches you how to use audacity well enough i guess so that's an, that's another good thing too I should point out is if you know how like again you guys are killing it because you can do everything I'm very limited so when you have the ability to do everything like I take time when we're when we have like downtime on the set or anything like that talking to the camera operators like how does this work how do you do this like messing around with stuff like trying to learn all aspects of the operation too because who knows like at some point, I might need to know that stuff. You never know. I think it's good to have and good to have that skill in, in your back pocket. Absolutely. So you guys are ahead of it. Like, again, I'm mad. I'm, I'm mad at all three of you. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> all right. uh, I think we got, like, one or two more questions for you, Jalen. You, you got one? Um, <clears throat> what do you look for the best draft in this year's draft? Like, what position it needs? You know, that was, again, one of the great things about what Ryan Pace did in the offseason, whether we agreed with the moves or not, he did address every basic need. So now he can go in, he has two second round picks and can just take the best player available regardless of position. And this is not going to happen. But like if Henry Ruggs fell to the second, he's not, he's not, don't get excited. But like in a situation like that, you can be like, oh, we'll take that player. Like we've got all our needs covered. So depending like going with the best player on the board, I was on another bears podcast yesterday and we did a mock draft and this won't happen either but like jordan love fell into the second round and i'm like 
that you would definitely draft that player. Like there's no way because you don't you don't have to be like, well, we're locked into a tackle here or anything like that. Or if Austin Jackson was available in the second round. So my gut feel is that they'll with those two second round picks and not locking them into a position is that they address the offensive line. They take a great offensive lineman there and then probably another it's not a linebacker, but some sort of pass rusher. I could see somebody falling to them. So there's a there's a lot of opportunity. I mean, again, they're not going to be hemmed in because they've got everything covered. But I think that by, when we come out of day two, we'll have a tackle, we'll have a we'll have a an edge rusher, or we will have moved down and picked up some additional Absolutely. picks and gotten a lineman and maybe a couple of third rounders or something like that. I also feel like a wide receiver could fall to them with how deep this wide receiver class is. Yeah, like T. Higgins is somebody who you're kind of like, oh, like if he fell, like that wouldn't be the weirdest thing to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think we got one or two more questions for you. You already kind of mentioned this one earlier, but we saw a couple weeks ago that you worked uh, alongside Kyle Long. So how's he doing in retirement, and how is how is that? He's crushing it. Yeah, he's having a good time. And he was a delight. And I – we follow each other on Twitter, and one time he DM'd me. I'm sorry that I know this is a sick, humble brag, but he DM'd me on, on Twitter, and he was like, hey, he's like, my fiancé has never watched any of the Star Wars movies. What's the proper order? So I was like, oh, you know, you go four, five, one, two, three, six, seven, eight, nine, or you can start yeah. with Rogue One or whatever you want to do. But I was his de facto Star Wars guy. So I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I'm like, oh, that's nice of him. And so he was coming to the NFL Network, and I'm like, oh, cool. So like a stalker, I'm going to try to run into him or, what, you know, like, ah, oh, you know, be visible. But I was in the office, do, I was in the studio doing some stuff, and I was literally in our locker room. But it's, by the way, which locker is the weirdest room. thing in the word, world, I should say. LaDainian <laughs> Tomlinson, his locker room, which makes no sense. One of the best running backs of all time, and then scrub fantasy guy. Kyle Long walked into the locker room and knew who I was, and that was the weirdest thing in my life. All right. All right, there's going to have some work to do, but no worries. Uh, I don't Our know. Long's a delight, and I hope that the NFL Network picks him up because it'd be awesome to have him around all the time. Absolutely, that would be awesome. And Chase is doing his thing too. I know Chase has a podcast, and obviously he's in Detroit now. But but he obviously, I think, is someone who wants to do that one day. Jalen, I think you have one more question. Oh uh, yeah, so we saw you about um, ten or eleven. If we're wrong, uh, please correct us. When the Bears won uh, the Super Bowl back in 90, 1985, do you have any memories um, from watching that? And you know anything that you you cherish from that winning that Super Bowl, especially since it's our only one? Yeah, I do remember how happy my dad was and how thrilled he was. And I remember my, you know, you're a little kid, so you're into sports, but you're like, oh, your friends want to do something goofy. And it's Southern California, so everybody still wants to be outside. But I just remember thinking like, no, I really need to be like, I, I got to make sure I'm with my dad watching this because this was, I remember the run and he wasn't a big show emotional guy. He wasn't a big yelling at the TV guy. He loved the Bears. He was really into it. It would affect his mood and everything like that. But this, when they when they won, like he was so, so thrilled. Like I, I couldn't even, I never thought that I would see that side of my father and how much it meant to him because he just had loved it so much. He, he grew up not being like, not necessarily being able to afford to go to Bears games, but he would get tickets to Chicago Cardinal games 
And the only one team we'd go to is the Bears, and he would go there and root for the Bears. So his only experience with that was rooting for the Bears in Comiskey Park and and all that stuff. So he was, so it was so exciting for him. So I wish it would have been more meaningful for me. I wish I could. I mean, it, it was having that experience with my father. And at some point, I hope to experience that with my two children, that we can have that kind of thing. And because it, because it, it is one of those things that, that ties us all together. And so my children will have relationships with my parents uh, because of the bears and things like that. So it was awesome. It was uh, it was a great it was a great time. And uh, I want to see one as I'm a, an older adult, maybe have the possibility to actually go. But if not, just to see it happen again, I think Chicago wants it to happen i think that the 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 party that we had for the cubs world series will be blown away by a bear super bowl really wow it's a football town yep awesome all right i've got one more for you and i promise this is the last one uh obviously (laughs) you know uh you know jay cutler was trending on twitter a couple days ago after david prince got that one fired up you put on instagram that you miss jay the most if you were being honest, why is that of any Bears player in history, I, Jay Cutler? I, okay, I also, I love Matt Forte, and I love oh, yeah. Kyle, and Erlacher, and Lance Briggs, and everybody, and all that stuff. But I, I liked, I love Jay as a player. I thought that he was always underrated. I always felt like he was unfairly criticized for things. <laughs> I, I really do believe that Mike Marks pretty much almost ruined his career. And it's funny because I I don't know if David Carr always wants to just tell me what I want to hear, but I'm like, but he knows, but David knows as well as anybody, you you sometimes have to get into the right position to succeed. And if we would have had a different offensive coordinator, somebody that would have been able to, oh, I don't know, utilize Greg Olson and not trade him away (laughs) and really got the most out of Jay Cutler. And I think that Shanahan probably got rid of him too quickly as well. Uh, but if it really would have taken advantage of him and his skill set, that it could have been something special. So I got a sauce spot for him, and now he's awesome on his on his wife's reality. It's crazy, dude. Before I end this one off, I would like to ask the other two guys, who is your like most missed Bears player? My most missed Bears player? I'll have to go with uh, – I I would have to go with Alshon. Uh, I was a big fan of Alshon. Oh, you know, God. I was kind of sad when the Bears didn't resign him, but I kind of I kind of seen it coming. We, we were coming going on a rebuild, but uh, that would probably be my most missed Bears fan. My second would probably be Devin Hester. I didn't really get to watch Devin Hester in his prime years. Um, I was very young when he won the first Super Bowl. Uh, well, the Super Bowl we went to against Peyton Manning. Uh, I was very young when that happened, so I really didn't get to you know experience him when he was in his prime. But that would probably be my second missed Bears player. Barth. I'll have to go with Brian Urlacher. Uh, he's like my first Bears jersey. I grew up watching Brian Urlacher. Like he was like what the Bear, like my favorite player back then. I still, to this day, wear his jersey. It doesn't fit me anymore, but I'll still put it on. You know, it's, it's just something great to have. And he was just a great guy, a great player. I actually met him once. He's a great person overall too. So. Absolutely. Uh, this one's a really easy one for me. Uh, one of the most grueling injuries I've seen in years, too. I'm going to have to go with Johnny Knox. Uh, definitely yeah, an underrated yeah. one sure. that a lot of us uh, for sure miss. Well, Adam, thank you very much for coming for on sure, the show. Man. We appreciate it a lot. No, thank you so much for having me, and uh, let's do this again sometime. Once again, we would like to thank Adam for joining the show. If you'd like to check out his podcast, you can go check out the Adam Rank podcast. That is on Apple Podcasts and YouTube. 
You can also follow him on Instagram and Twitter. He posts some great content on there at Adam Rank NFL. You can also catch him on the NFL Network on a weekly basis. He does a ton of stuff on there. And finally, if you want to read some of his articles, be sure to check out NFL.com slash rank. That is pretty much it for this one, guys. Thank you for tuning in. If you would like to check out more content, please do me a favor and go check out our website, BearedDown.com. And if you did like this podcast, we are going to have many more special guests in the future. Do me a favor and smash a like on this and subscribe. You can find all of our social media down in the description, and you can follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at BearedDown. Thank you guys for tuning in once again, and always be sure to bear down Chicago. Peace.